What's up, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. You can also find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server, where we have a lot of great fun talking about video games, non-video gaming related topics, any kind of topic we really want to talk about when we're not here recording the show. So come join us there. It's a lot of fun. And finally, if you'd like to help make the show bigger and better, just like Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Fuchsia Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done, you can go to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like in the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, and access to a lot of extra fun bits of goodness along the way. So, and if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand. And so there's a lot of other great free ways that you can support the show, such as, you know, like telling your friends, writing some reviews, subscribing wherever you listen to or watch the podcast. All that helps get the great word of Team Chat Podcast out to the masses. And for that, we are eternally grateful. And thank you, heart emojis, all that stuff. Thank you all. But we've got an excellent episode to jump back into 2022 because I am joined across the power of the internet by my co-host, Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. How are you this fine day? I'm doing very excellent because we are joined across the power of the internet by two awesome people. Exactly. Yes, we are joined today by the crew from Triple XP, Mike and Shane. How's it going, guys? Hello. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, happy to be here again. Nice. Yeah, we're excited. We had you guys on our first episode of 2021 last year, so it's uh, exciting to make this kind of a tradition now and bust into 2022 with you guys as well, ring in the new year. And so, It really does feel like New Year's tradition. Right? We have it the, feels we have good. the Triple feel, XP it, podcast yeah. crew on. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good time. And really, and it's been a while since we talked to you guys, so I'm excited to get to catch up and talk about yeah. one of our famous top subjects. So it's going to be a good we, time. We have missed the spiel. Yeah, yeah everybody misses misses the spiel. <laughs> and I, and I gotta say, I you guys put me up under a lot of pressure before we got started. But <laughs> we I were feel really like ragged on Jerry. that was we a like, really good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a very good read. So I'm, I'm feeling it good was, after it that. It was good. Here at Team Chat Podcast, <laughs> we formally endorse bullying of all types. We think it's very cool. <laughs> but man, though, I, it was very weird. Though I will say, not immediately jumping and introducing Mogan. So like, I was like, man, the spiel feels long, and I'm just out here by myself. But hey, we got it. We're <laughs> I'm back now in the comfort zone where I can just talk to all of you guys. So hey, what's up? How's it been going? How's your new year been so far? Um, it's it's been a quiet one for me. I just I just kind of jumped back into work. Um, maybe two days ago or something like that. Nice. Um, but I've, I've had a lot of family around, so it's it's not had I've not had much chance to game this year so far. So but, just in the early well, stages. Well, we're only for seven days yeah. in. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. That's very true. Shane, how about you? Uh, pretty much the same, to be honest. Very, very quiet. Um, jumping back into work, and uh, we haven't even got much going on in Triple XP at the moment. We're uh, we're, we're still gearing up for this year because we haven't actually got around to recording an episode ourselves yet. So, <laughs> yeah, it has been a very quiet seven days. Nice, nice. Well, for the people that don't know Triple XP, why don't you kind of introduce the show and tell them a little bit about you guys? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid idea. <laughs> Where can we find you? <laughs> We're no, joined I, uh, by these two strangers that you've yeah. never... <laughs> and you cannot find them anywhere else on the internet. They're this not is on it. the internet. I know we're saying a name like they have a podcast, but they actually don't. No, they do. 
Yeah, um, you can find us all over the place. Um, Spotify, the main one, and YouTube are the, are the other ones that we tend to look at the most. <laughs> nice. Um, and give the most love to, but um, it's available kind of wherever you like, really. Um, but yeah, we are a, a team of people. There's not just um, me and Shane. There is there is a third member of Triple XP. That's kind of where the name comes in. <laughs> um, so so yeah, um, we just kind of chat about games and cult like gaming culture and all that kind of stuff. All the nerdy nerdy goodness. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a very fun show. People should definitely go check them out because they have a really great conversations and lots of different viewpoints, lots of good uh, ro- rotation of guests coming through. So it's always a good time over there on Triple XP. But uh, Mogan, how about how about you? How's your beginning of the year been so far? Uh, it's been pretty good. I finally got a rug for my apartment, which oh, that's is nice. very new for me. It's, <laughs> Does it bring uh, the room together? No, I mean, it does okay. <laughs> You'll see it when you come check it, check up on my boys, my baby okay. cats. Uh, but it's just sort of sitting there like awkwardly curled up at the edges. And I, every time I walk past it, I kind of trip on it. But that's been all right. And yeah, me too. I haven't really done a ton of gaming so far, but I've definitely been getting a little bit of a little bit back more into I, I keep wanting it's, it's not spilt gut. It's Split, split gate, gate. <laughs> and even when i say split gate in my head i'm like splitmas because they had a christmas event that was like right. christmas split gate and so every time i think of the game now i just think splitmas because that's so much easier for me to say or spilt gut of course but yeah uh <laughs> split gate is still awesome 10 out of 10 would recommend i know halo infinite Halo 5? Yep. Okay. Six, technically. <laughs> I know a new Halo game is out, but that doesn't mean that Splitgate is dead. People are still having a blast in there. Go join them. It's free. It's totally free. Yeah. Yep. Splitgate Very came nice. out of nowhere as well, didn't it? It was just one of those, like... I mean, that's definitely how it right felt to me. And... Yeah. yeah, but, like, it had been out for what? Yeah, that's the thing. People kept telling me, like, oh, yeah, it's been in early access for two years. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. (laughs) Nobody told anybody. Yeah. So I feel like it didn't really become anywhere on my radar until mid to late last year. It wasn't even that early on. It was like summer. Yeah. But then it took over our lives like crazy. Um, What have I been doing? Uh, Same thing. Haven't really, like, jumped into anything big yet this year, gaming wise. Well, I, I take that back. Uh, Sam and I have actually been playing uh, Super Mario 3D World mm. plus Bowser's Fury. We've been playing nice. that one together. We got that one right after the holidays and everything. So we've been playing that one a lot. Uh, it's actually it's very very fun. Uh, Sam said though to let me tell to tell all of you though that she loves it, but it's like it feels like playing Sophie's Choice because she can't decide if she wants to be Tanuki Mario or Kitty Cat Mario because they're both oh. just too cute. Well, they so. are both very cute. Have you uh, had you played three D three D? Had you mm. played three D World before? No, I missed it. Oh before. my gosh, it was it's one of fun. the standout games of the tragic Wii U era. It mm. was it was arguably the best game that came out for that console, and I'm so glad that they ported it to the Switch because it's stellar. I, I don't. I have very mixed feelings on the Bowser's Fury expansion, but the core game itself is. A plus plus. Yeah, we've been uh, having a great time with it. Yeah, it's awesome. If if anybody missed that game because they didn't have a Wii U, which is many many people, but you've got a Switch, definitely check it out. I think it's one of the better Mario games in quite a few years. Uh, not better than Odyssey, but still really really good. Nice, very nice. Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's weird playing in the 3D perspective, especially like how it has it the more like isometric 3D sometimes, especially with two people. It like it's very we keep watching the wrong person all the same time, especially when they are kitties because they're in different colors than you. Well, Mario's yellow, but Luigi, I guess, is still green. But so it just kind of like 
always i feel like we're almost done with the game but i still feel like i'm adjusting too much to the to like oh we watched watched the wrong person and fell off the map and all that stuff well jared you would be so proud of me uh bro mogan and i actually played a little bit of overcooked not overcooked too just overcooked nice. over the holidays we are not good we Gotta are practice. very bad like we were completing <laughs> challenges in like world three and only getting one star or oh, no. failing them outright we were like huh <laughs> i wonder if we have communication issues why is this so hard for us oh, that's so funny. to know that you and sam like platinumed that game more or less blows oh, yeah. my mind incredible skill 10 out of 10 yeah. relationship right. that game is really a relationship test in disguise oh it is oh man and it was just kind of one too that like i we randomly stumbled on i want to say like i heard about it recommended i, I want to say from kind of funny greg miller one of them and uh we just like tried it on a whim one night with one of our friends and just instantly became addicted to it and just played it constantly i bought we bought it for i bought overwatch one and two i mean overwatch overcooked one and two on ps4 uh pretty sure i got two for switch and then we bought the all you can eat like ps5 version of that contains the base game and everything so we got it everywhere and we're, we're still trying to play through it and all the seasonal events and whatnot we love it so much but let's move on to the main topic of the day which may you may have already guessed being that this is the first episode of 2022 that uh we are going to be doing kind of we normally do these in two episodes, but it kind of feels fun to combine them into one where we look back on 2021, our year in gaming 2021, and then we're going to talk about some of the things that we're most excited about looking forward to in 2022. So, uh, what? So, yeah, who wants to kick us off? Like, what was one of the things, Mike, why don't you go first? One of the things that you were most excited about or one of your favorite games or, you know, game of the year, whatever you want to share about uh, 2021. Uh, yeah, so one of the sort of games that kind of went under the radar for me. Um, can you hear me okay? Because I, I just had a headphone switch. Over. Oh, yeah. Oh, you sound great. Yeah, um, you sound great. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, so one of the games that that, um, that kind of crept up on me was Hot Wheels Unleashed. I don't know mm. if any of you played that. No. Didn't play it, but I, I know, I, I've seen gameplay footage of it and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's crazy that it was just like so good and reviewed really well. It got, you know, sort of eights and nines, that those high kind of scores that you look for. Um, but really surprisingly, like, super fun arcade racer um so like excludes a lot of people usually because it's just a racing game and people mm -hmm. usually that's like last on the list isn't it um but yeah so it's all hot wheels it's all the officially licensed hot wheel cars nice um and they have this crazy like loot box system which it's kind of like everyone's frowning now when I say that, <laughs> say that but um, it's all built into the game. So there's no microtransactions in it whatsoever. Well, there are there are packs of cars and things that you can you can buy, but um, it's it's a loot box in the sense of like how it was fun as a child to open like a Kinder Egg and mm -hmm. you get like this little surprise and it was like a new toy. Um, so there was a lot of that and... Um, you'd constantly be like cycling through these boxes that you get for just playing races and things like that anyway, just playing through the game normally as you would. Um, but the great thing about it, it has um, licensed cars like from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, nice. Um, there's, there's Batman, there's um, the DeLorean from uh, Back to the Future. It has all these like great cars that then for me just became the sole aim of the game is to just get these cars. And as soon as I got the DeLorean, I was like, <laughs> I'm racing this for a little bit. This is my car now. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm done. I don't need it anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. I was done after that. Is it? But, um, okay, so, can you play Hot Wheels Unleashed online, like against yeah. other 
DeLorean yeah. enthusiasts? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's surprisingly then, challenging as well. It's a yeah, surprisingly that's cool. challenging game for because you, you assume going into it, being Hot Wheels, it's going to be fairly simplistic in it, but it's actually very challenging, um, especially as a lot of the maps, as you can imagine, with like the Hot Wheels setups, they can go up in the air and yeah. you can you can literally fly off the map and then not be able to get back onto it without having yeah. to like physically reset. Um, which I, it just makes it a, a lot more challenging because you can't just like bomb around corners and hope for the best and hit everything on the way around because <laughs> you will end up flying off the map. So it sounds more like a crash team racing rather than a uh, Mario, Mario Kart kind of game. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm like hearing when I'm hearing you talk about it. I'm like, yeah. and Mike, what you said earlier about how racing games always feel like they're at the bottom of everybody's list. I yeah. think that's very true. But when I think back to some of the games that I've played the most that are racers, crash team racing is like, right. It's at the very top yeah, in terms yeah. of how much fun it actually is. Racing the games don't get, <laughs> yeah, they don't get enough love. So to hear that there's, a, I I think it's also hilarious that of all the racing games you could have mentioned from 2021 instead of forza which was like everybody's <laughs> racing game of last year yours yeah, is hot yeah. wheels unleashed yeah <laughs> give me That's toy awesome. cars any day awesome well forza and I, can go get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what i've liked about it or what was appealing to me of what i've seen from that game too is that it doesn't it's not one that tries to like be an ultra realistic like graphically looking racer game it does have that very much like it's a toy uh you know cartoon aesthetic look to it and everything like that and which kind of reminded me a lot did you guys ever play i want to say it was ps1 it might have been in 64 but like the toy soldiers game where it was like you were the green plastic army men that you could buy it and like bulk. yes yeah yes yeah. like sergeant like, heroes or something yeah well, it kind of like yeah. gave it gave me like a, a like a like literal toy box like feel to yeah. it and everything so it did look really fun and it like it looked like it had a fun feel as a racer but yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. like with remember the game from the 360 days um i think it was just called like toy soldiers or something it was like a a wave based um like tower defense game mm -mm. and you just I don't had know if I know like that one. armies of toy soldiers fighting against yeah nice it good. That sounds, that sounds i think fun. it was called toy soldiers <laughs> one of the um <laughs> one of the things around hot wheels that i think they have done really well and is, is quite impressed me is the way that they've handled their seasonal dlc mm -hmm. so the like the campaign is you know those old um like kids carpets that have got the town on them Yes. So, I mean, yeah. So the campaign is like laid out on that. It's like a, a, a mat on the floor and you're like walking, yeah. moving around this town. Mm -hmm. But then for the seasonal DLC, they add on uh, new areas. So the current one is Batman and they've literally added on Gotham to this oh, map. So nice. you, you go into Gotham and then there's like 11 races you can do in Gotham as well as unlocking like all of the different Batman cars. Um, and I it's not just. I didn't know this. I need to go back to this game now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got. It's got. I thought like, I was done. Section. It's going to be my 2022 game too. Here we go. <laughs> it's on. It's, it's it's good, and it's not just like the uh, like the Batman car. You just think, oh, it's going to be the Batmobile, but like every sure. single villain and character in Batman has their own designed car for them. So there's like a Joker specific car, a Bane specific car, um, which really impressed me actually. With from because you generally with seasonal content, it can be really hit and miss as to how good it is. Mm -hmm. um, but actually adding in the entirety of Gotham onto the campaign map is a pretty pretty cool move, I think. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. That is cool. You'll have to let me know if they add any Star Wars content because I'll probably be there then. <laughs> pod <laughs> racing. Get him in there oh my God, can we get like Pod Racer again? Man, I played that game on Switch <laughs> recently and that was, was that last year? That might've been last, wait a minute. That might've been last year that I played that game. It was so fun. <laughs> or actually like beat it for the first time. 
totally through. But yeah, that oh, pod racer is such a good racer. <laughs> but I so that's it. a so I guess um then if that one I kind of feel like then Hot Wheels Unleashed was kind of a surprise game for you then of 2021. That one like you weren't necessarily expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah, you know, I it guess came, that's it came out of nowhere for me, and I was just like, yeah, I was instantly excited about this game. But um, but yeah, there's, there's been a there's been a few on my list that have, that have come out this or this last year. Sorry, um, Lost in Random was another one, um, which I was so excited for as soon as I saw it at E3, um, the year before I think it might have been, um, I was instantly hooked. It has this like Tim Burton esque art style. Oh, nice. It. Um, and it has a this really interesting battle system where it's sort of real time, where you'll sort of walk around and, and fight the enemies in real time. But it also introduces dice and cards, so it, it's like the ultimate board game. <laughs> nice. Um, but it but it has this like um, you know uh, towns. These you go through these certain towns, and they're all based off like numbers on the dice. So there's like six town, which is like the lowest. Um, you know, like shanty town basically on the docks, and then um, you go to um, is it like two town? And they, they go they go all the way up in the numbers anyway, and you get progressively sort of fancier as you as you go up, and the, the more higher higher numbers. Um, but yeah, it just it has some it has some fantastic writing to it as well. It has some genuinely like belly laugh moments where I was like just really cracking up nice um some of the writing it's, it's really funny and just really just such a fun game and and just got super sucked into that world like it almost like instantly it was like i'm way into this game nice yeah, another another sleep and that was that was lost in random lost in random yeah, yeah okay yeah i didn't manage to catch the full stream of it but if anybody doesn't know just mike just mike plays dot twitch dot tv dot ttv whatever yeah. he streams on twitch and yeah. I, I saw you play a little bit of that game and it looked so cool and i yeah. most of what i ever saw you do was really the combat and without having seen any of the tutorial it was so confusing i was like i don't he's throwing dice yeah, and yeah. there's stuff happening <laughs> so it looked really confusing from the outside but i'm sure that if i actually knew it was happening i would have been so so into it but just on aesthetics and soundtrack alone it looked like a yeah. stellar game and i still really want to circle back and play it because it did look like exactly a sleeper hit it, it really looked like a game that probably deserved more recognition yeah def definitely did like i just thought that the writing and, and the aesthetic all just pulled it together like the combat yeah it was it was a little irksome at times like it could be a little frustrating but I just, I just really enjoyed it. Like I've, I've, I'm yet to finish it, but um, like many games on, on my list. Um, but but yeah, it was it was the, the combat. Once you get into it, and it, I guess it's kind of like hard to watch because it is a bit, like you said, a bit confusing and a bit like what is going on here. Get a bit lost, um, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I appreciated that joke as much as, <laughs> as much as the next year. But yeah, so you, to, to sort of start off with the combat, you have to kind of dodge to collect bits, to then roll your dice, to then use your cards. <laughs> it's just like, this is this like loop of, of, of cards and dice. And it's kind of crazy as it as it as you build your deck up as well, because um, there's obviously deck build into it. Um, and there's a, a great, great character um, who handles all your cards and he's like a shop and his whole 
body is a is like this chest of drawers that he opens out and he's just he nice. is the shop um as all these like crazy characters and stuff so it's well worth checking out yeah definitely nice uh Morgan, what would you say is one of your either uh probably yeah i'd say like what's what's one of your like surprise hit sleeper hit games for you that you played this year i'm not sure that i really played that much period <laughs> I, I feel i feel like in general 2021 was kind of a slower year in gaming for me mm-hmm. really the ones that i can think of that i would classify as sleeper hits you know there are definitely some mainstream ones on there that i can talk about you know six ways to sunday but in terms of sleeper hits we kind of already covered it uh Splitgate came oh, yeah. out of nowhere and just it's it's an incredible game it's the only pc game that i play a lot uh the other one being muse dash which is a really fun rhythm game that was originally for mobile but they ported to steam it plays great on pc just as it does on mobile absolutely would recommend uh the other one and i'm not really sure that i would call it ex- <laughs> it's a good game but I'm not, I, we talked about this when I did uh, a review of it. I really don't think I would recommend it to most mm-hmm. people, but Garden Story, aka oh, yeah. Grape Story, the name that they should have named that game. Uh, Garden Story, for whatever reason, really stuck with me. And part of that might be because it was one of the few, it may have been the only, it may have been the only game that I played in 2021 that had a definitive end. Mm. Garden Story had a concise story uh, that it wanted to tell, and it did that in a perfect 20 to 25 hour span. And when it was done, it was done. And that was it. And every other game that I really played last year, more Animal Crossing, Monster Hunter Rise, Bravely Default 2, because I didn't finish it. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, you were playing that game. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> playing it. I'm still working on it. But it's long. It's a yeah. long game. The JRPGs are not kind to me. Uh, but Garden Story was just one of the very few games that i actually finished all of the others are either still unfinished or they're ones that have no end you know they're just endless games that you eventually just get tired of mm-hmm. very yeah, nice you know what, like finishing a game is is a big achievement these days especially like, right here. like as we're, as we're getting older we're getting less and less time like especially when you've got you know four children like me i was about to you say like you, you've got kids like <laughs> you it's need even to start harder giving some of those kids away <laughs> <laughs> Mike, there are four of us here. You can give each of us one extra child and then we'll share the load. Can I just step in and say I do not want one of your children? Thank you. Return to sender. <laughs> Someone's got to have two then. <laughs> and it well, can't be me. I already have all four. No. <laughs> no oh, man. So, Shane, what about you? What was a, What's a sleeper hit or surprise for you that came out of this year or last year? Um. The, uh, this is really hard. And when, when you came to us and said, this is what we're going to be covering, I really struggled because uh, I, I also don't feel like I played much. And especially when it comes to sleep, it's, and I'm actually still questioning whether 2021 existed at all. Um, Cause my brain <laughs> can't comprehend that the last 12 months have existed. For real? Uh, yeah. So I, I, I genuinely don't have every single game I played last year, I think met, my expectations exactly as I had of them. I don't think there was anything that came out that made me go, that was fantastic compared to what I thought it was going to be. Um, there were games that I, that I wanted, like Kenner, uh, maybe, but I still haven't mm-hmm. played it. I've got it downloaded, ah. ready to go, and I've yet to load it up. <laughs> so It's good, it's good. That, that maybe could be the one. Um, there was one game that I thoroughly enjoyed. It didn't come out last year, um, but it was 
one that I really did enjoy, and that was Carrion, which came out the year before. Oh, yes. Yeah, Devolver Digital. They're always yeah. out with awesome stuff. Really enjoyed that. It's a really interesting, different take on the like alien destroying humans being unleashed in a base style game. I don't know if you guys yeah. have played it. I, I haven't played it myself, but I, I know what it is. And every time I see it, I'm like, man, I want to play that game. And yeah. I feel like 2021 was the year of games that I saw and thought, that looks awesome, and then did not play. And so now my internal <laughs> backlog is bigger than ever because all of the games that I did play are never-ending ones. It's a vicious <laughs> cycle, I guess. Yeah, even all of the like key um, mainstream games, though, like none of them... They all met my expectations exactly as I, exactly what I expected of them. I can't think of one that that stands out really. Like I, and again, I was really struggling to think about what games I played this year. But I think about the Ratchet and Clank's, the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. Halo. Every single one of them met met my expectations exactly, but for good or bad. Yeah, I so didn't really have no no sleeper hits. Okay, well then I guess we'll, let's uh, go ahead and throw it this way then another way of looking at it. what do you think would be your game of the year and i will say a caveat to this that i'll say because i would say in case this applies for anybody else like we, as we've already said you know like we have limited time resources to play things we're not we're not the igns and the kotakus and everything out there like we play what we can get our hands on. so like a lot hmm. of the games that i played last year were old ones ones from years before so like you know, your game of the year, I'm going to say, doesn't necessarily have to be a 2021 release, but like the game that you played from last year that you're like, this one was stellar. It's Skyrim. Knocked it out of the park. Every Again? It's- <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it! But which version of Skyrim this time? <laughs> you know what? I guess, so this is, this is maybe... It's kind of a dig at Skyrim. It is. It's a dig at Skyrim. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I played. Jared, did we not play Skyrim for the first time ever last year? We did, and we both dropped it. And we both <laughs> instantly forgot about it. I think we made, what, each of us maybe made it max yeah. 20, maybe 25 hours in. I made a solid I think so. I, I did, too. I feel like I put in a good... You streamed a lot of it, too, that, So I was going to say the only reason I made it as far as I did was because I was streaming it. If I hadn't been streaming that game, I would have quit immediately. <laughs> so to hear you I, say you know, Skyrim, Mike, it really wounds me. <laughs> I feel like it's... It, I feel like Skyrim, though, is... And I'll get, then I'll get back to you, Shay. But, like, I feel like Skyrim is one of those things where it's, like, it's almost, like, movies from your childhood and stuff. If you missed out on them and then you go back and watch them as an adult i mean at this point yeah. t- skyrim's 11 years old 10 years old about to yeah, be 11, 11 years old yeah okay. last year was the 10 year anniversary yes that's right we yeah. played it <laughs> so yeah so it's like so it's one of those things it's like i under i see the appeal and like another thing but i don't know i just couldn't get like completely bought into it but no, you know but you yeah. know you're, i'm you're glad right, that though. it's your game of the year for 10 years in a row that's awesome <laughs> you're right though <laughs> and it's makes got, it easy <laughs> it's got almost like an aggressive cult following now of just mm-hmm. the, there's a group of fans that love it to the point that they oh, will say yes. it's the best ever <laughs> um, and everybody else in the gaming world is looking at them like well, it was okay at the time it's yeah, yeah. and it's not now it's nothing well. <laughs> no i mean yeah. you all make solid points to be fair and when i when i do pick it up and play it i never get more than 20 hours in like <laughs> like but, um, but the- for me for me it's, it's just like a comfort game it's yeah, what I play when it when I don't want to play anything else and I'm really burnt out. I'll just go back to that and it'll kind of like get me back into playing games again. And um, I did platinum it for the first time. I played it. Oh, nice! You know, 
for 10 years. That's and that that's that's very nice. I managed, I managed to it only took it. you 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it only took wow, 10 years. what a pace. Yeah. Make a plaque of that. <laughs> you know, I'm working on, I'm working on the PS5 version now. So Nice. Um, but yeah. Um, the fact that we're yeah, even it's, saying it's a... PS5 version Skyrim. Yeah. It, <laughs> 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm so yeah. much, much poorer for Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you mean, though. I, I literally versions. I literally yesterday just bought the Switch digital version of Civilization <laughs> 6, even though I already have it on PC in my in my and Switch cartridge because I got Everyone's tired got of having a game. Yeah, yeah and it's because I was like, I got tired of having to switch out the, the cartridge. I'm like, I play this all the time. It's my comfort game. So it's like, I just keep throwing money at Civ. It's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> I get it. And you've already put, what, 300,000 plus hours into that game? Yeah, I put a lot. <laughs> oh, you play a lot. Every time I see your icon come up on the Switch, it's like, Jarrett, Civ 6, it's never yeah. another game. What can I say? I'm, <laughs> I'm nothing but predictable. <laughs> I, think, I think Civ is, is not a game you can play for a short amount of time either. Because no. Like the turns take so long and like. But I'm even like you with Skyrim though. I get like halfway through the game and I'm like, I'm bored. I need a new challenge because I really like that like the early ancient era time of the gameplay. And by the time I get to like the industrial modern era, I'm like, I'm bored. I need to go fight people and it won't like count against me diplomatically with the rest of the world because no one knows each other. Yeah, it's it's like your industrial area is like my bleak falls barrow. It's like (laughs) it's like where I get to and then it's done. It's like, well, this is it. This is where I turn back. (laughs) uh so shane what would you then say is your game of the year for 2021 okay so and i've put a lot of thought into this i am going to go with ratchet and clank rift apart nice the reason being although i don't think it is an absolutely the best game that's ever been released by any means it was it's probably the only game this year that a i can remember well uh, and b it gave me that old ps2 feeling while still feeling modern and new and like up to date because mm-hmm. it, it, the way it was built was very, felt very much like when I used to game as a kid. Um, but you could also see how modern and up to date it was. So yeah, that's, right. that's where I'm going with that. I think that's probably my game of the year. Yeah. I love yeah. Ratchet and Clank. It was so fun. This is, this is a game I actually finished as well. So. Nice. Um, uh, it's yeah. a surprisingly easy game to finish as well. Cause it's a decent length. They, they, they don't yeah. mug you off and- by having it like a hundred hours. <laughs> And it's not even like a like it's 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 a challenging game, but it's not like an overly difficult one to play, even on like a harder difficulty setting. So, in fact, the part that I had the hardest time with was the arena, where you were just doing like the challenge modes and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. for the rest of it, like I feel like I just was smiling the whole time I played the game because it just it just was so yeah. fun. It, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. And it just had it had so much nostalgia while still being new. It was mm-hmm. it was weird. It was a weird feeling of it being nostalgic and new at the same time. But it, it worked and just so damn pretty too like they oh. they pulled all the power they could out of the ps5 Hold for that one stops. like all the all the just like particle stuff for the debris all the different all the the, the the cogs and stuff that you collect the the nut bolts and stuff that you collect and just how many of those would be flying around the screen and stuff like that it was the it was insane how pretty that game was and just handled it like a champ oh so good um like as, I, as i was playing through that game i always thought that this um it, it felt like one of those early games that you get in in like a console's life cycle where if you go back to it at the end of ps5's life cycle you'd be like this is kind of crap and and kind of like not great <laughs> like in yeah. comparison to like what we'll see in the future down the line when yeah, you get um, to have fun feelings for it oh absolutely yeah i mean like for me it was like i really enjoyed the time that i had with it and i i, I got the platinum trophy on it and then i was just kind of like 
done then. I'm like, I'll never play that game again now. That was it. It was, it was just, I'd probably never go back to it. Although I did, I did love it. And it was like that kind of nostalgia for Ratchet and Clank. Like it did, like it did have that feeling. But like once it was done, it was done. Right. But for me anyway. A nice feeling. Like as Amogam was saying earlier about all these games that go on forever and take, and yeah, you, yeah. Isn't it just nice to have a game that you know that once you're done, you're done and you can just move yeah. on with yeah yeah and and really yeah. i would even say that playing a game and never like finishing playing and finishing a game and then never playing it again probably may be a good sign in some ways because that means that you got exactly what you needed out of it mm-hmm. and weren't left wanting more which could be a good thing i also yeah. think it's really interesting that in 2021 <laughs> two of the games that kind of in terms of critics and like popularity two of the games that most people would consider game of the year material were so similar in terms of both their original era and their reboot reboots being very light term there ratchet and clank rift apart and psychonauts 2 mm. both mm-hmm. of their original games came out around the same time like early ps2 era kind of uh, i think i'm right about the years on that um and they both got reboots in the same year and i'm using the word reboots but that's not true psychonauts 2 is an actual sequel ratchet and clank rift apart is its own standalone game even though it is in the ratchet and clank universe so i just think it's really interesting that they both kind of got new launches in the Mm. same year and that they were both so well received and i think that ties into what shane was saying that there's solid value in having games that have a a sealed narrative it doesn't mm-hmm. go on and on forever it tells a very intentional story and once that story is done it's done i personally find a lot of value in that and i think that those games stay with me mentally and emotionally much longer than any other type of game does yeah totally um uh, yeah so that was a really great one as well um so mike what what do you think is one of your or what or not one of yours what would be your game of the year i guess for 2021 um game of the year is a tough one for 2021 because like like you're saying i did um play a lot of old games i did go back to um like i, I did play skyrim a lot this uh, last year um and that that was just sort of that comfort game because i just wasn't feeling the games at the time like I, I'd, I'd get these new titles and um look enough like we've got boomerang over here shout out to the boys at boomerang um which is like a just a rental service mm-hmm. um so i did rent a lot of these titles that was like didn't want to spend like 50 60 70 quid on you know um so i did get ratchet and clank i got yakuza like a dragon which was another um fun kind of a surprise for me um as a game but it was it was, it was a little too long and it just I was like determined to to finish it, and it just got the better of me because it was just way too long. <laughs> and Shane called called me out on that one because I was like, "I'm gonna finish it," and he was like, "No, no," and I didn't. <laughs> and he was right, and I hate to admit that, <laughs> but um, it was never gonna happen. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, but one 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 game and played it at the minute, and I, I mean, I can't I can't really pick a, a game of the year for last last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I played so little of, I played a lot of games, but I played so little of all of those games that I couldn't right. really, couldn't really rate them. Um, one did, one did stick out, which was Pathless. If you ever played that, 
Oh yeah. Oh Jared, yeah. We both is that meant the to play the pathless and yeah. then one we that didn't. I just yeah totally <laughs> missed. That's the one where you're like the the falconer right with yeah. the or the archer with the with a yeah. falcon and stuff like that. Yeah, that one looks yeah, fun. It's just a a really unique take on um on it's it's like its movement system was like really fast and fluid and mm-hmm. um really just really fun to like get around. Like it's not it wasn't a massively open world, but moving around that world. Um, was so free and fluid that it just felt like a ton, a ton of fun. Um, and I had these sort of boss battle encounters that kind of reminded me of Shadow of the Colossus in, in some mm-hmm. ways, where it was like tackling this big beast and you'd have to, you know, take it out in a unique way. And there was there was about four or five of them. And again, just a short, solid story. Um, it was, like you said, like Mogan was saying, it's just really contained. And once I was done with that game and I was done, and that's the one where it was like, yeah, I'm done with that. And that was really mm-hmm. satisfying. And I had a really great time playing through that. Um, so, yeah, just out of nowhere, I think Pathless was uh, my game of the year last year because I just had so much fun playing it. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's good to know because I, that's another one that's in my gigantic backlog at backlog. this point. Because <laughs> I, I, I heard so many good things about it. And before it came out, Jared, I remember you and me talking about like, oh, man, that game looks sick. We definitely should yeah, play that. But it was and one that I was like, I wanted didn't. to. Yeah, because it was one I wanted to play on the PS5. Then I wound up getting one, but then still just like not. I don't know, just wasn't where I was ready to play Pathless, I guess. And just, yeah, or completely forgot about it. But I do want to play it because, yeah, the gameplay of it looks super fun. The like mechanics and the movement, like you were talking about, looks super great. Plus soundtracks by Austin Wintery. So like, you know, it's yeah, that's going to be so good. That. So like, yeah, I got to I need to play it at some point. I did actually I mean, like this year <laughs> and it's what it's, it's, a, it's a cheap game as well. It's oh, like, perfect. It's like then. 20 pounds over here. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah, that's a pretty cheap one for us, too. Um so yeah, well, I, I need to play that one for for real. I did actually this year make a list of games that like for even old ones that I want to go back and be sure like still play this year for sure, you know, just to be like help keep my track myself on track and maybe get through my backlog eventually, but like probably never going to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mogan, what what's uh, what would you say is your game of the year then? Also hard to say, and the only reason I say that is because I think the two games that I would nominate for being my game of the year are both ones that I haven't finished yet. So Uh. it feels like I can't really say that with conviction because I just haven't gotten around to finishing them yet. Mm -hmm. One of them I have a great excuse for, and that's Bravely Default 2. And the excuse (laughs) is that that game is so long! Yeah. And this isn't isn't a surprise, and this won't be a surprise to any fan of JRPG. RPGs and and any game like it, or even the previous two Bravely games, uh, Bravely Default and Bravely Second, the they are the kind of JRPG that is long to the point of burnout. So I've I've done this with every other Bravely game, and it's just par for the course. I will play a lot for maybe a month or two, uh, and just totally burn myself out on it, and then mm-hmm. I have to take a long break. But it's the kind of game that you can come back to it and immediately pick up right where you left off because the the way that the combat is and the way that the story is told is so lasting that there's mm-hmm. no way you can really forget it. It's not like when you come back to, I don't know, sometimes I come back to like Breath of the Wild, for example, and I'm derping around and I'm like, 
what was I doing here? <laughs> I, I, I'm in this part of the map, and I know I have some objectives, but the objective is way over there, and I'm right here. I must have come over here for a reason. What was the reason? <laughs> and I just completely forget about it. Or it's a game that um, you actually forget some of the controls. Yeah. Uh, that happens to me a lot, where you come back to a game and you're like, I don't remember play i just don't remember how to play this game and now i'm really bad at it but i'm already three quarters of the way through the game so the difficulty is really high and you're sitting there like oh do i just really restart work. yeah i would i would say that the control is a great example of that because if you come oh, yeah. back to control after a long time away but you already have all of the powers and a bunch of different types of the the gun and you're just like mm -hmm. i don't know which buttons do what in this game and it's really hard to pick back up but bravely it's not like that bravely default you can come back to it and instantly remember exactly what you are doing i can i can think right now exactly mm -hmm. where i am in the game and i'm like oh yeah i gotta do that because a dragon just died and then oh that was a spoiler <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened <laughs> but, but a, a baby dragon just became, became the new dragon king King, yay for his his dad retired that's all it was he just retired <laughs> is all uh, so i know exactly where i am in the game and i can remember the plot points around it and i loved the characters mm -hmm. princess gloria waifu for laifu she's my favorite um I, but just for for the reason that i totally burned myself out on it i obviously haven't finished it I think I'm at least halfway through, so this year I'm going to finish the rest of that game. <laughs> there you uh, go. And the other one I really don't have an excuse for. I should have finished it over the break and just didn't because I started playing Alan Wake instead. Oh. <laughs> I started playing the Alan Wake remaster, but I should have spent that time finishing Metroid Dread. What are you I doing? I think I know, yeah. Metroid Dread is objectively a phenomenal game. It feels so good to play. It is a fabulous 2D uh, like adventure platformer. Um, it mm -hmm. does what it does so well. It's beautiful. The soundtrack is great. All of the boss battles are really fun and challenging. It's hard. Uh, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that it's as hard as some people made it sound like on the internet. Bunch of babies. You just, you just start <laughs> over after the Emmy kill you. It's not that big a deal. Uh, but... It's, it's a short game. You know, it's only yeah. max five to eight hours for a lot of players, eight to ten for a player like me. If you're a speedrunner or bro Mogan, it's only three hours. <laughs> so there's really no excuse for me to have not finished it other than that. Oh, wait, I kind of have an excuse. The Animal Crossing expansion came out. Oh, that's, that's right. That's not my fault. That's Animal Crossing's <laughs> fault. So I think it would either come down to Metroid Dread or Bravely Default 2, and a special shout-out to Monster Hunter Rise, because mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of hours played, I put a lot of hours into Rise, and then just kind of forgot about it. Well, we're going to have to get yeah, back on the Rise train here in a little bit, because like we got yeah. the, the Sunbreak, or is that what yeah, it's called? It's, Sunbreak? Sunstone? Something like that. I think it's got it's, it's DLC coming out soon, so yeah. that'll be fun to jump back into it. Yeah, And that's definitely not meant to be a dig at Monster Hunter Rise. I just do think that it definitely didn't grab me the way that World did. <laughs> Monster Hunter World, I kept playing pretty consistently for over a year. Uh, I would say that I put maybe five to six months of consistent work into Monster Hunter Rise. And then just kind of got to the point where I didn't finish the game. But I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done. I think that's enough for now. I'm sure it's the kind of game that I'll come back to every now and then, but I don't think that it's just something about it just didn't really, you know, grab and keep you in it like World did. Right. 
So that's a very long way to say it's either Metroid Dread or Raylan <laughs> Default 2 for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I got to say then that my game of the year, um, I, f- I feel like I mentioned it on a past episode a couple couple episodes back, but I do actually, after a year that I thought was going to have quite a few uh, possibilities and stuff like that, like Ratchet and Clank, uh, I finished, I know it was last year game or a 2020 game, but I finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla this year. So I'm counting that one in the, in the discussion as well. Um, but I do have to give it to, I think, Kena Bridge of Spirits just because it's, and that's what I'm saying, Shane, like I'll strap in. It's going to be a good time. You're going to love it because I think, especially if you had such a good time with Ratchet and Clank, I think that Kena is kind of adjacent and like it's it's gameplay and feel a little bit not quite as like hectic and zany explosions and all that stuff but just like in it's it's gameplay style and feels very similar but i mean it's a it's an action platformer like 3d action platformer kind of has a, a fun uh it is open world light I would say like there's there's defined paths and defined areas they go to, but there's not like a leaving this area to go to like a, with a load screen kind of thing. It's all one big open map that you can explore. Um, but the thing that kind of sets it apart, even though the combat was super fun and super challenging, I was actually this morning watching Kirok uh, stream it some and he was in like the early parts of the game and out and trying to do some of the puzzles and different stuff like that. Um, and just like but seeing the combat again remind me just like how fun it is but also it's an incredibly difficult game in that regard and like the final bosses of that one oh man will have you struggling but it's one of those that at the end of it it's it like toes that fine line for being almost too hard but being just hard enough so you finish it and you're like oh that was a good fight like you get that really great sense of accomplishment and stuff like that um, and so it kind of reminded me of the fiori games and how they worked with like yeah the tough tough that game was and how the boss battles were yeah that was for sure um especially will the wisps will wisp boss bosses were hard which also i was just looking back at my list that was the first game i actually completed last year was ori and the will the wisps completely forgot (laughs) i played that one last year (laughs) um but no that was another great one too but the thing i think though for ratchet and clank or with kina bridge spirits that puts it over ratchet and clank and all the others for the uh, game of the year spot is the story and emotional impact that kana has so good like it's it, it also too like the, the level of the quality i know the quality of like the cinematic isn't necessarily the quality of the game or the quality of the graphics aren't the quality of the game but the cinematics are like pixar level good yeah. like you, and, you and just a, even, a small team as well yes exactly um, like it's just yeah, you got to give them credit for that because of how good it looks and so um i think that that ratchet while having the fun like i said i was playing it with a smile on my face the whole time i think uh Kana presented a, just a tad more of a challenge and had that emotional impact that I really like in its story. And that's what set that one on top for me. So I got to give it to yeah. Kena Bridge of Spirits. Fantastic game. Um, I realized though earlier, I didn't answer the surprise hit question. Got too, uh, too sucked in. And um, you sucked into the Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, I'm looking at my list. Bugs and Axe was one that I liked more than I thought I would. Hmm. Um but I don't know if that was the surprise hit for me. Um, I honestly think, Mogan, you're going to be so mad, and I'm oh, sorry. God. Is it Skyrim? Please, no. <laughs> no, you're going to be you're going to be mad. You're going to be even more mad. Um, Is for it one, Uncharted, Uncharted two among thieves. Yes, that's oh, that's God. my surprise hit because I go. Are you I went joking? Into it. Wait, is that no? Real? I'm not joking. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason oh, why I'm no. saying it's a surprise hit is because I you have 
shit talked that game so it's, hard. It's bad. <laughs> oh, no. And I had a really fun time what? with it. I didn't take it too seriously. And also, and while I will admit the like explore, you know, the Indiana Jones uncharted trope of a character of a hero is a little overdone and out in scene past its time a little bit, but still, yeah, he's a mass murderer. <laughs> exactly right. Like that's what I'm kind of playing this going. I'm like, I'm supposed to like this guy. He's shooting so many oh, people. Um, but so so yes, looking that aside. The the thing that I enjoyed about it a lot was while ignoring all that stuff of it, definitely wasn't for the story side of it and everything. It just had some very incre- impressive set pieces and and uh, in areas where like uh, the action sequence or whatever was going on, and I was just like, "Wow, this is really well laid out." And I like actually noticed it. I feel like some it has to be like really impressive for me to notice it and to actually be like, "Oh, I see what they were doing here." Like I remember this one point, you're like having a big fight in a courtyard and you're uh, at this one point, you're trying to traverse from one side of the courtyard to the other, but you're having to do it over buildings and like climbing on some signs and different stuff like that. And you wind up in the middle of this courtyard on a sign that has like three sides to it. It looks like a T basically, if you look from it from above and while you're hanging off the sign, enemies start coming from all sides. So you, all you're doing I'm sure it would look real dumb in real life, but you're just jumping and swinging from side to side on this on this sign and just like c- taking cover on one side, popping over, shooting over here, taking cover on the other side, popping up, shooting over here. So I, I liked that part a whole lot. I was like, man, that was really fun. And there was also a chase sequence where you're jumping from like the back of vehicle to vehicle and everything later on in the game. I don't know. I It had some fun set pieces that I was pretty zero excited about. Zero out of 10 game. Don't listen to Jared, people. <laughs> don't replay it. Don't like, go I'm, back to I'm it. Saying it I'm not saying it doesn't time. have its problems, and I'm not saying it's like a stellar game that I loved, but like I'm still I've been oh making it a goal God. to like slowly play through those games. And I got to Uncharted 2 this year. Absolute and I was like, shame. wow, I liked it better than I thought. Mostly I, because I, I, I will <laughs> say I, I would I wouldn't go back and replay it now, but if you played one prior to it, two feels so much nicer than one because one was so horrible mechanically. I will agree with uh, you there, one hundred percent. Yeah, it it blows out of the water because you just it just feels so much nicer in comparison to one when you compare the two. That that makes to me that I, I remember playing it and being like, oh my god, this game is so good just because I my my expectation is set so low because of one because I hated one because the mechanics in one are awful. The yeah. combat's awful, the movement's awful. It just mm-hmm. it, it's not great in one. And they do such a good job of turning that around to two that it does make it feel substantially better than what the game potentially is, because right. your comparison is that initial one. Oh, absolutely. But I will say too, the other thing that I did just like by the time I got done playing Uncharted 2, I was like, if I have to train, if I have to climb this damn train one more time because you know the game opens with you climbing up that train that you know that's been crashed off the side of the mountain then you have to do the exact same sequence again like halfway through and i was like this is so long why am i doing this again (laughs) i've already been here i know what happens he makes it out (laughs) i'm sorry i just you know what i'm starting off 2022 with violence i chose fight you really did (laughs) (laughs) my kingdom to eventually get to a point as a society where 100 of the population has forgotten about uncharted and then i will finally be able to rest <laughs> nope you're ne- that's never gonna happen because you're about to have happen. the hit franchise of films about to c- i was about to say yeah. God, i forgot about the movies oh. yeah i'm i'm 
I'm gonna be curious to see how they like handle oh, some God. of the like the story and like and and yes, the mass murder of Nathan Drake in, in that one. He really like, is uh, just—he's killing hundreds of people. And granted, there are people that are trying to kill him, but also you're the one in here trying to do the illegal thing too of like steal some stone that definitely doesn't belong to you. So like, who are you to say? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh man. God. But anyway, so yeah, I had to like throw that out there since I realized I didn't talk about it earlier on in the, in the show. But sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I. I'd have to say that, but then I will probably say that Assassin's Creed Valhalla probably is the follow-up as just like the honorable mention. I did spend 105 hours in that game and am wanting always to go back. Kirok's playing it now and I keep seeing it and he keeps tagging me and stuff about it. And I'm like, dude, I just want to keep, you're making me want to play it again. Cause I know like <laughs> they've dropped a couple of the DLC, which I haven't played either of those. And then they just released the big trailer for the huge like DLC that's coming out in April, I believe Dawn of Ragnarok. Because the game wasn't looks, big enough. <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> and apparently it's like massively expansive uh, DLC that they're bringing out here. And so that like, that all looks very exciting. They did the crossover story with Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I want to play that. So like they're doing a really good job of keeping me interested. I'm just like, I cannot go back there yet because I have so much other stuff I want to play. I'm kind of thinking that whenever I make my, because one of the things I'd like to do in 2022 is start streaming again a little bit more and actually stick to it. But I'm kind of thinking it's like an easier, like I'm not committing to like playing through this whole game kind of thing is like going in when I stream and like streaming through uh, trophy hunting for like the platinums and stuff on these specific games that I want to do. So I figure when I do that, I'll get back into Valhalla because that is one I'd like to have that eventual 10 years down the road check mark of I platinum that one. So <laughs> I, I follow Mike's foot, footsteps. I genuinely think the last time we but we did a um, podcast with you at the beginning of 2021, about a week later, I stopped playing Valhalla. Oh, really? I literally was like, I'm done with this now. I got about 30 hours in and was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do this anymore. Oh just, man, it, it sucked me in big time. I had a blast at that game. Did I don't even know if I passed the tutorial. Do what? I don't even Sorry, know if I passed the tutorial. Oh, don't even oh. pass the tutorial. Yeah, that's true. The tutorial in that game was long because you kept like finding new areas and there, but like surprise, more to learn. <laughs> oh, Did man. you say that that game came out in 2020? Valhalla yeah, it was game? November, November okay, 2020. So this, I think, is a problem like with uh, largely related to the Rona, the state of the world. Sure, I sure. Think part of the reason that I feel like I'm having trouble remembering what I played in 2021 is that so many of the games had considerable bleed from 2020. Like for example, when you were talking about sleeper hits, I was this close to saying that my sleeper hit was Fall Guys because in my mind, that game came out last year but yeah. last year was 2020. So I'm yeah. just like, th those two years really just kind of blended together in my brain. And so I'm having a little bit of trouble being like, oh, when were those release dates? 2021 didn't exist. I'm, yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm sure of it. It wasn't it didn't real. <laughs> Not real. We're just imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody writing, well, I guess it doesn't, I saw somebody write the date of 2022 and it like being the joke of making it like 2020 dash like, two like, like it's part two, yeah. <laughs> yeah part two <laughs> although i guess technically it's part three because yeah but like it, i know it doesn't seem like we're on a much better track than where we were with 2021 but anyway who knows but speaking of 2022 we've talked about 2021 enough what are we looking forward to the most in 2022 mogan why don't you kick us off you know what i actually thought about this a lot because i was like 
it's still the same. It's still 2020. There's, <laughs> we are still in 2020, <laughs> but it's not true. There's a one. This is, this is such a like uh, self-serving reason because it's a game that I know I'm not going to play for multiple reasons. <laughs> one, I still don't have a PlayStation five at this point. I'm probably never going to get my hands on one Two, go ahead and pre-order PS six. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Two, it's the kind of game that I like to, th- I, I'm a gamer, sort of, but this is the kind of game where I'm like, I'm not a gamer. I'm not going to play that game. I don't play games. And it's a name I can't even think of. Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring. Yes. So I'm really excited for Elden Ring to come out for a very specific reason. One of my favorite things to do on late night when I'm bored and I need an excuse to eat popcorn and I just want to watch something relatively mindless but that I find extremely interesting YouTube video game lore videos Ah. I love them (laughs) and there are so many from every Soulsborne you can think of if you want to sink a solid five hours of your life into nothingness just look up Dark Souls lore and from just the first game (laughs) you You can get so much. There's so much going on there that people will doggedly talk about for hours on end. And I know that the same thing is going to happen with Elden Ring. So I'm like selfishly so excited for like a month, two months, six (laughs) months after the game comes out for those people to start finishing their magnum opus Elden Ring lore videos. And then I'll be able to sit there and be like, (laughs) yes, it's time for my favorite time of the year. Waste 12 hours of the weekend watching lore videos i know i won't play it i'm definitely not going to but i will probably watch bro mogan play it i'll probably watch other streamers play it and i will love to watch the videos about it it'll be like very secondhand enjoyment sure. i'm totally okay with that so i'm super jazzed for Elden Ring. <laughs> Um, the, the one reason i'm excited for it is watching other people play these types of games is is so much fun yeah um, yeah i'm definitely not going to try playing it myself ew. more specifically because <laughs> It'll be fresh, and um, with a lot of like the Soulsborne games, you know, I noticed with a lot of streamers, they kind of get pulled through it by the amazing community that it's got. Like everyone's mm-hmm. so supportive, but it it kind of ruins that element of of like not knowing what's going to happen and and things like that. Yeah. Like, sure, people kind of get pulled through it a little bit. But now that this is all fresh and new, it's going to be exciting to watch people really really genuinely struggle actually struggle yes i totally agree i'm glad we're on the same page lots of keyboards and uh not keyboards or is it coming to pc is Elden ring coming to pc or is it just ps5 Mm. xbox don't know i feel like it but regardless broken controllers and tvs everywhere i'm sure for people rage quitting and throwing (laughs) stuff across the room (laughs) i mean i'm i consider myself a gamer but i have not completed a souls born game i haven't either i tried the first dark souls and immediately went the wrong way and just like i I remember the the story So as far as games I actually want to play, I think none of the ones that are really high on my list are actually slated for release in 2022. And they are, of course, frustrating, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, God. Breath of the Wild 2. It might come out this year. Is it supposed to come out this year? I feel like they kind of said, yeah, who knows? So uh, like maybe wink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. I'm not confident. I'm not sure. confident that that game is coming out this year. Same goes for Splatoon 3. 
those are the two big games that I'm like, yes, when those come out, it's going to be a new world for me. But I just genuinely don't think they're coming out in 2022. And if they do, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think Nintendo just brings games out when they know we need them. Yeah. That's when mm-hmm. they release them. They, they, they <laughs> the world's it. not ready yet for this. They actually had yeah. Animal Crossing New Horizons finished five years before 2020, <laughs> but they were like, we know you're going to need it. We're just going to sit yeah. on this until everybody needs it. <laughs> oh, man. So, Shane, what about you? What What's the game for 2022 that you're excited about? Uh, well, you know how I was saying that this it was really hard to pick a game for 2021 because it felt like nothing came out. Having looked through all the games coming out in 2022, it feels like everything's coming out. Literally yes, 2022 everything. is stacked. Um, but there is, there's two specifically that stuck out to me, and one of them I don't know. It's a bit in the Breath of the Wild category of I don't know if it is going to come out this year, and that will be Bayonetta 3, because that's a little yes. bit like they're yep. going, mm, we hope it'll be out, but you know we're not making any promises. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited for that. But the one that really stands out for me, which is currently slated for March of this year, is Triangle Strategy. Yes. Yes. That, because that looks yeah. incredible. That's um, like the spiritual successor sequel to Octopath, right? Uh, it's by in, the same studio, yeah. but it's not. Okay, but it's not connected at all? No. Oh, okay. It's graphically it's similar, but it's got more of a combat style of um, Fire Emblem Free Houses. Okay. It's, yeah. it's more like that type of gameplay. Um, and having played the demo, the demo was fantastic. Uh, and I actually thought this was due out in like three years or something. I, I completely forgot it was coming out this year until I did some research. Um, but no, I'm very excited for that. And uh, I think that's going to be a, a really, I think that's probably going to end up being my sleeper hit of this year. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I'm just so excited to see. I loved Octopath Traveler. I still play that game. Every now and then I get like the un the unquenchable urge to go back to Octopath <laughs> Traveler and keep playing it. And I have to, because otherwise it'll never go away. Kind of like Bravely Default. I circle back to those games every now and then. And they're you know, the graphic style I think is kind of off-putting to a lot of people, but I personally can't get enough of it. And I actually don't really enjoy tactical RPGs because I'm not smart and I can't think ahead. Chess is not my forte, and that's kind of like a chess game uh, in a way, but I really want to give it a shot. I know for sure that my brother is going to love Triangle Strategy, and uh, frankly, I admire their studio's dogged pursuit of finding the worst names they possibly can for their games <laughs> and just sticking to it. They're like, no, we're not going to name it a better name. We're going to keep it the stupid name and no one can convince us otherwise. I do I mean, enjoy it. Really that... want a triangle strategy for our podcast sport. They beat us to it. So <gasps> damn it. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I do enjoy that just before they released the demo, they released it as Project Triangle Strategy. And they're like, wow, what should we call it now then? Oh, just drop the word project. It'll be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> they did almost the exact same thing with Octopath Traveler because people were like, ooh, is that what you're going to call it? And they were like, no. Yes. <laughs> no. Wink. It. Wink. <laughs> we're definitely going to call it that. Oh, you got to admire them. Good I know. Them. They're like, the, wor- the world says no, we say yes. You, know? you can't convince. Yeah. Wait, what's it? Change my mind. It's, it's the yeah. you can't change my mind meme. That guy is that studio. <laughs> Oh man! So, Mike, what about you? What what's what do you, what has you excited for twenty twenty two? I just want to give a quick shout out to the the three houses game because I completely forgot about that and I spent so much fucking time playing. Did that come out in twenty twenty one? 
I don't think it did, but no. I played it in 2021, so that's okay. when it came out for me. Okay. It, counts. <laughs> it counts on the Team it Chat counts. podcast rules. Yeah. It counts. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. But um, the, I mean, there's, there's some a few huge, huge games coming out hopefully this year from PlayStation, and I'm all about those PS exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War being one oh. of them, which um, Ragnarok just looks incredible. Like carrying on that story. And I'm just, I just like I played it again this year, um, the the first one, and just fell in love with it all over again. I watched the the documentary, the making of as well, which is fantastic. Such nice, um, such a great hour and a half on YouTube that you can spend. Who made it? Um, Do you remember who, who made the documentary? Yeah. Cause I know that the, I don't think he did it, but I know that one guy, Danny O'Dwyer makes all, with no clip makes a ton I'm of not, like, and not, he did one about yeah, the making sure. of horizons for uh, horizon zero dawn. That was super good. So I didn't know if he, I know, did that I, know one that, too. I know that it's on like PlayStation's YouTube channel. You can find it on there. Oh, okay, cool. I'll have to go check um, it out. But it's, that sounds really yeah, good. It's literally like the making of God of war or something. Ooh, like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, super good. Um, but yeah, so excited for that. I think capping off this story is such a smart choice to make it in, in two parts rather than going like a trilogy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the team working on it, we've got um, Alana Pierce that's now a writer on there. Um, I think that's a great choice. Um, and the guy, I forget his name now, Corey. Oh, Barlog. Corey in the house? Bar- Barlog? Oh. Barlog. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like Not he, Corey in the house. Balrog always sure comes I to my head it. when I read that name. I know, I always say it, the, one of the say it the wrong way too. It's not Lord of the Rings <laughs> reference. It's not the creature there. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> um, but he, he's such a fantastic um, head to the studio and you see like a really cool side of him. Um, like a, the, the, kind of the inspiration for the story is he, he becomes a father when he, when he comes back to the studio and um, you can kind of see all that influence in the game and just more of that please yes nice and um the other one that's um if i kind of had to pick one that i'm I'm super excited for um is sifu yes which is that's one on my list that's one on my list for sure it look it looks like john wick meets cobra kai in a video game (laughs) it It really does that's a great way it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome and with the but oh yeah it looks like it's gonna be so fun comes out february um so next month I think it's early as well, like early next month. Um, is, that a, is that a PS so exclusive? Yes. I'm not sure it does. I'm not I don't sure know. Let me... I was going to mention. I was going to mention Horizon Zero Dawn about the other exclusive, but yeah, uh, which oh, also it's looks not. amazing. It's for it's for PS4, PS5, and PC. It's not exclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just not Xbox then. Ha. Womp womp. Womp womp. Yeah. No. Seafood yeah, looks excited. like it's going to be um, great. Um, uh, it's made by the same guys who made Absolver. If you played that, um, yeah, it was kind yeah, in the same, the same sort of kung fu, like this crazy combat style type thing that was kind of reminded me of For Honor, how it worked, where I had like a lot of work with the analog stick, and mm-hmm. uh, it was all about timing and, and stuff like that. And just it just looks so much fun. Like that's going to be one kung yeah. fu my way through <laughs> through a video <laughs> game again. I feel like it's been it's been years since the uh, Jackie Ma- Jackie Chan stunt master. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be one of those games where like people are going to be putting out these insane gameplay videos of them just absolutely yeah, kicking yeah. ass and destroying things. And I'm going to be like, that's going to be me. And then yeah. my, my, my gameplay montage of me going like punch, punch, 
pa. Slow, they're not pretty, they're not clean, but I'm like, I'm just going to be through. spamming low kick until I win by default. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well yeah, I you mean, mentioned... There's already, there's already videos out there like that, just like um, no-hit runs and stuff like that. that yeah. Got like a 10-minute demo of it, and so they're already like, they've got these videos already out there and I'm, I'm people are already I'm masters of the game so why even yeah. try i know yeah. but yeah it does make the game look really <laughs> great i'm i that's one on my list for sure um but i think the one that i'm the most excited about is one you mentioned too rising forbidden west like that one yeah. see if it was like my other one because i was like forbidden west is like very obvious like for me people pick that but like no duh of course you pick that one because i love uh zero dawn so much but forbidden west just looks like it's gonna be like what you were saying about uh god of war ragnarok mike just how it's like more of that please because like and yeah, yeah. better it looks like yeah. they've expanded on it they've <laughs> added in more stuff uh more <coughs> machines that look like those are just gonna be insane to fight against they got their air yeah. hang glider the underwater swimming now like oh man the you trimmer what? tusks well, what's the um the oh, latest gameplay the latest gameplay reminded me of um was one of my favorite games of all time ever which was shadow of the colossus mm-hmm. um where you know you've obviously got these hul- hulking dinosaurs like it's a giant snake robot yeah and i can't wait to just climb on its back and like <laughs> find its weak spots <laughs> i know um, it's gonna be it, that one especially the snake looked like that's gonna be a pain to fight yeah, just yeah. because of how fast it moves <laughs> how quick it is it's small it's fast but yeah. also ma- massive so yeah it's gonna be i and, I want to replay for uh, Forbidden uh, Zero Dawn. I mean, I want to play Zero Dawn before Forbidden West. I'd love to. I yeah. don't know if that's going to work out time wise to do it again. I definitely am <laughs> not going to like. I platinumed that one, so like I don't have a need to go back and do the side quests and all that jazz. I just want to go through yeah. the story one more time. But I don't know if I'll get around to that. But I'd love to be able because that one's coming up pretty quick. It's like almost a month away. I think it's the 18th. Mm-hmm. I think when that one comes out, in February. Yeah, it's pretty so. soon. So I'm excited for it. So hopefully no more last minute delays. I hope it's, I mean, take your time, finish it if it's not done, but also please give it to me on the 18th. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, I kind of wanted to just have a little honorable mention for cheese because he's not here at the minute. Oh yeah. Um, He's, he's currently hooked on Stardew Valley to the point where he's like, had to make a, a separate tab for Stardew Valley, because all, all he talks about now is Stardew Valley. Nice. But, um, just going forward into 2022, I think it comes out of 2022, but he's a very small studio. It's like a one-man team, maybe two-man team, something like that. Um, and he's brought bringing out the sequel, Haunted Chocolatier. That's right. I forgot about that. Essentially, Stardew Valley 2, and it looks incredible. Oh, plays yeah. A chocolatier. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the trailer dropping for that like two, three months ago, I guess. And yeah, yeah, I immediately, I immediately like, sent it to my wife. I was like, oh, I here forgot, we go. Because <laughs> Jared, Jared and I know what it is to have the Stardew yeah. Valley fever. Oh, yeah, I had yeah. a fever big time. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. prescription was more Stardew Valley. <laughs> but yeah, shout but out. That one looks that like it's going to be good. Cheese anyway. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to do another episode later on uh, when we can get cheese on as well. It's bummed that he couldn't make it to, to the recording for this episode. So because we've we've talked to you guys as much and I know I've interacted with cheese a little bit on like uh, social media and a couple of the streams, stuff like that. But like, you know, it's fun to get to talk to him in person, too. So we'll have to do that yeah. for one of our uh, future episodes later on. In the year. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have you over at the triple uh, XP camp sometime soon. Oh, that'd be fun. Definitely always down for that. But uh, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. I didn't really have anything else uh, for 22 to 2. Like, obviously, like we said, they're stacked. It's stacked. Tons of games coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots to look forward to. But obviously, but I was kind of thinking fun. We each had different ones that we were looking forward to. So that's also that's very fun. A lot of good stuff to look forward to coming out. 
But uh, thanks, guys, for coming on and joining us for this episode. It was a blast to have you on again and definitely have you on again in the future. Uh, so one more time, if you guys want to give a quick little plug for Triple uh, XP, where people can find you, uh, where people can find the show, both you you guys as hosts, all that fun stuff if uh, people want to find and listen and follow. Uh, yeah, so for the, the podcast, it's um, at Triple XP, just everywhere on the internet, wherever you can find us. Um, our personal Twitter handles are um, just Mike Blaze, that's me. And Subhash Shazam. Um, and in case yeah. you were wondering, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a made out of cheese as well, aka Colin, uh, who's our other third member, third host. Um, but yeah, just uh, but it's been a it's been a pleasure to be here and, and get to chat to you guys again. And it's uh, always a pleasure to make this like a, a regular thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know we do. We need to. We need to get on like maybe <laughs> do some streams and stuff too. Like yeah, play some it games. It kind of feels whatnot. like we're like a strange like our pair like we were from two different families that got married and then they got divorced again. So and we're like, reconnecting. Oh, remember our step siblings that we used to be really close to? We see them once a year now. Uh, <laughs> well, we need to make it more than once a year. So we'll definitely do some stuff uh later on for sure. But yeah, thanks guys for coming on. It was a super fun getting to recap last year, talk about what we're excited for this coming year. And uh, as always, you can always come back to each week for a new episode of Team Chat Podcast, where you can hear us talk, hear us talk about those games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. But until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by my co-host Rachel Mogan. Adios. And our guests for this episode, Mike and Shane from Triple XP. Thanks for being here once again, guys. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.